Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to take a moment to thank my fallen comrades, my fellow social media manager soldiers who may not have made it through Black Friday week, my online business owners who maybe lost a little piece of their soul during the madness that is Black Friday. I think we can all take a collective sigh of relief. Although actually by the time this podcast episode comes out, for some of you, it might still be Black Friday week and some of you may have Cyber Monday sales to deal with, but it is a very crazy time of year for anybody working in the world of business and especially I think for social media managers. I know even for myself, you know, I've been through through this for four years in a row now. I feel like I'm getting pretty good at, at managing my time with Black Friday. But even then, there'll be still last minute things that pop up, things that happen out of my control. It's also a week or a time of year where you might feel a little bit like split between all of your clients like I feel like a child of divorce who's getting like shuffled around and between her parents being like no I need Ellen no I need Ellen she needs to stay with me she needs to stay with me sometimes it feels a little bit like that with your clients because it for everybody it's like their their moment it's their sale of the year it's their most important week of the year or their most important day of the year or for some clients it's leading up to Christmas and it's their biggest month of the year so it's a very important time and everybody wants to be your top priority so there's a little bit of pushing and pulling from all over the place and it can be quite overwhelming for us little social media managers so if that is you I feel you. It's okay. We're all going to get through this. And so for today's episode, I wanted to take a little bit of a break from talking about Instagram and, and, and marketing because you're probably overwhelmed by all of that right now. And I know my last two episodes of the podcast have focused on creating content for Instagram and Instagram growth strategy and all of that jazz. So today we're going to talk about how to book high ticket clients. I also think this is quite a timely conversation because as I just said, many of you will have been through a really busy period in your business. And I don't know about you, but this causes me to often reflect on the clients that I'm working with, reflect if they're the right client for me, and also potentially look at price increases and, and changing my packages and my services. When I think back to December 2020, 2021, these were always pivotal shifts or pivotal learning moments for me and my business. So I thought this would be a great time to dive into the conversation of high ticket clients because we all love the idea of having a little less clients who pay us a lot more. So let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. So there are two key strategies that I'm going to talk about today when it comes to booking high ticket clients, but there's kind of some sub strategies and things to unpack underneath these, these two things. And the first one I want to start with is how I have booked all of my high ticket clients. And that is through Instagram. 
And a lot of people are surprised by this sometimes. Um, I know I preach cold pitching and I think it's a fantastic way to start your business. And we're going to talk about pitching for high ticket clients in just a second. But for me, from my personal firsthand experience, those juicy high ticket clients come to me through Instagram. Now, a little bit of a, a, an asterisk here or a caveat or a subsection. Sometimes people will come through Instagram, but they're referrals. So I might be in, for example, a mastermind with someone and they might know someone who knows someone who needs a social media manager. So they refer me. This has happened quite a lot. And it's why I always encourage you to get out into, you know, membership groups, networking groups, masterminds, because it's a great way to actually connect with those higher ticket clients. Often they actually don't just go on the search themselves. They rely on their network and referrals. A lot of those people who are like, okay, I'm ready to spend $2,000 on a social media manager, but I want to make sure it's going to someone who can do the job. They're going to go to their network and ask for opinions and referrals. So that is one way that I also get high ticket clients, but they still come through my Instagram page. My Instagram page is like a portfolio for any of, any of those referrals. So I have to make sure that is looking on point, that it is selling to them, that it is really drawing them in and making them want to work with me. And obviously the other part to that is there are some clients who will solely find me through Instagram. So that is how I booked my first American client. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I did an episode all about how to book international clients. So if you want to go check that out, definitely go have a listen after this one. And it is on a similar tune of that episode that having your own Instagram page is a great way to attract these higher ticket clients to market yourself. However, there is a little bit of a catch here because often I will talk to social media managers who are posting consistently on Instagram and are putting lots of good content out there, but they're only attracting low ticket clients. So this is what I really wanted to unpack in this first part of today's podcast is how do we attract those high ticket clients on Instagram? We know that they'll find us through Instagram, but what is the actual how? What are we posting to get there? And this episode was actually inspired by a conversation I had in a live Q&A for my program, The Dishing Up Digital School. Our lovely student Jade also asked this question and when I was thinking about it a little bit more, I was like, hey, let's bring this to the podcast. This is a really interesting conversation. And one of the things that I've identified with a lot of new social media managers is they are not speaking to higher ticket clients and they do not have the content that attracts those clients. And what I mean by this is their content looks like very simple Instagram tips. Maybe it's a carousel of caption starters or caption prompts. Maybe it's one of those reels that's like, hey, trending audio, use this sound to go viral. Maybe it's a reel with some reels tips or some apps that they use for editing reels. And maybe this content performs well. Maybe it even helps them grow their Instagram account but it's not attracting those juicy clients with the 2K monthly budget. And the reason why is because there's hundreds and hundreds, thousands even of other social media managers out there and social media specialists and experts posting this exact same content. And this is a very common problem, I think, in our industry because there's, you know, there's only so many Instagram tips <laughs> you can share 
And I think it's very easy to fall into the trap of seeing somebody else post a trending audio reel and you see that it gets 100,000 views or something and you're like, oh, cool, I want to do that. And yes, that content is important. But what is more important for booking high ticket client is thought leader content. I really want you to rise to the challenge of bringing your own thoughts and opinions to your Instagram page, perhaps some more controversial opinions. Like another activity I did with my mastermind students this week was a what makes you mad list. So write a list of things in the industry or in this case around Instagram and Instagram strategy and social media marketing, write a list of things that make you really, really mad. So if you were somebody who, an example of what was on my what makes me mad list (laughs) was reels that say, read the caption for more. And I did a little story about this and I was like, does anyone else hate these? And I got such great engagement from it because it's like bringing an idea or, or like a controversial opinion that's a little bit different. It immediately like cuts through the noise and it resonates so much with your ideal audience, those those clients that have the same thoughts and opinions as you, they're going to be your dream clients. Like you don't want to draw in, like if you're, for example, let's use me again. (laughs) I am someone who doesn't love vanity metrics. I am someone who has built a multi six figure business with under 10,000 followers. And that is what I also preach to my clients. I don't have any massive clients with 100,000 followers because I love working with small businesses who make a big impact and can create or generate big income. And naturally, when I talk about these things online, I attract those clients. Whereas if I were to talk about generic tips on how to go viral, I might attract clients who only care about going viral, right? And that's not to say I don't add in the odd (laughs) fun Instagram reel with going viral tips or whatever, but I make sure a large majority of my content is speaking to my ideal client. They are someone that resonates with my opinions, my thoughts, and they are on the same page as me because I know that's what creates a fantastic working relationship with a client. And I want you to pause here for a second and actually think about being in the shoes of one of those high ticket clients. If you had a budget of two, $3,000 a month for a social media manager, if you're running your own business, Would you really go to someone's page and be interested in reading a carousel on caption prompts? Would you really be interested in a reel that talks about the 10 best hashtags to use for your niche or industry? You don't care about that. You are most likely the super busy boss babe who has all of this money to spend on a social media manager, but also has a huge amount of other commitments because her business is, you know, generating a lot of money and it's really busy. And you're not going to sit down there and write caption, you know, listen to caption prompts or something like that. You want to go onto a page and open up someone's video and see that they know their shit, that they know what they're talking about when it comes to social media strategy. You want to open up a video and hear them talk about why they actually don't post five times a week. You want to watch a video where someone's like, I post three times a week and these are the results I get for my clients. Like that is something spicy, interesting, that has an opinion that is not a carbon copy of everything else that you see on Instagram. That is the kind of content that can attract a high ticket client. And thinking back to some of my clients, again, a US client that I booked, they actually came through my YouTube channel. So again, it's like similar works on every platform, the thought leader content, Uh, It's also the content that can really go viral and take off as well if you share a controversial opinion. But I had this client come through YouTube 
And they also just connected to my vlogs and the kind of insights that I shared into starting my business and my purpose and my passion and my why, because they were also someone that had left their nine to five job. They had left the corporate life behind. They'd been working as an executive assistant and they were very much more in tune with my holistic approach to life, the freedom, the lifestyle. And that was a journey they had been on. So they related to that and they connected to that. So it wasn't my video on... I don't know, like five Instagram hacks to help you reach 10,000 followers. It was like my vlogs and my personal videos. So that's another piece of the puzzle, another food for thought around the content that you're posting. Maybe add some more personality in there. Add something that people can really connect to. Be a little bit open. Share more about you and your journey. And I'm also going to add here that you're still going to attract some of those lower ticket clients even when you start posting like this. And I always say the prime example of this is like when I get an ad for like a Porsche on Instagram or like a Lamborghini. I think there were Lamborghini ads circulating in the Auckland like zone for Facebook ad targeting at some point. And I remember taking a screenshot of it and sending it to my sister being like, lol, someone's wasting their ad spend on me because like I cannot afford a Lamborghini. Maybe one day I have this dream of having like a hot pink Lamborghini. I just think that would be the ultimate. And then my partner has also talked about getting a black one and we can have like a Mr. and Mrs. Lamborghini. But anyway, big dreams. <laughs> right now, I'm not the target market for that. But I am still somehow stumbling across their social content. You can think about the TikTok algorithm. And if you're someone who randomly finds yourself like me watching Hermes handbag unboxings and it's like I can't afford this $15,000 handbag but I'm going to watch this video anyway and I'm going to comment on it I'm going to like it so I think when you re remind yourself that this happens to everybody including like luxury brands they're going to attract people that can't afford them anyway but it's focusing on the ones that you do attract who do fit the budget like you can turn those clients away who aren't on your level. And it can be difficult to turn clients away, but I do encourage you to do that and stick with your strategy and stick with your goal of attracting those high ticket clients. Now, the second strategy that I wanted to mention today, it's an honorable mention, is the cold pitching. Because although I didn't book any of my high ticket clients this way, I have had students do this. And you guys know I'm such a huge fan of cold pitching. I really believe, you know, in the idea of when you start out as a social media manager, don't waste all this time waiting for someone to fall out of the sky and be your client. Like go out there and get your own clients, really be proactive and it will really accelerate your, your growth and allow you to build up a client base a lot faster, in my opinion. However, for me, I then got to the really lucky position that I build enough of a network or that I built enough of a network and really started building up my Instagram page that all of those clients then started coming to me and I didn't have to continue cold pitching. Some of my clients who really want to scale, or my students, I should say, that really want to scale faster into the high ticket client zone, continue with cold pitching. However, there's a big change here in terms of the approach that I teach. In the Dishing Up Digital School for new, brand new social media managers with maybe no experience or very little experience we pitch to everyone it's a numbers game I'm like go send 100 email pitches like we still want them to be good they're still going to be personalized I share all the strategies and templates for that but it's a it's a numbers game versus when you have a little bit more experience and you're trying to book the high ticket clients the pitching process has to be a little bit more particular it has to include a lot of screening 
to find the ideal client. So what I mean by this is you're going to do some good stalking of this company. You're going to be looking at how many followers do they already have on Instagram? And you're going to be pitching to someone that I would say has a minimum of at least 5,000 followers. You are going to be looking at their website, the services they sell, trying to see if you can see how many sales they might be generating. This can be easier if they're like a business coach and they talk on Instagram about how many sales they make a day. Um, but it's a little bit harder if maybe it's an e-commerce website. But you can get a vague idea by looking at comments, the amount of reviews. Like if they sell products and they've got 200 reviews on them, you're like, well, damn, that's you know, only the customers that have bothered to post a review, they've probably got way more orders than 200. So that's a good gauge. You really want to study these companies and see that they have the budget for you so that you can go in with a strong pitch. And this is why when you're you're changing to, to book or to pitch to high ticket clients, the numbers of, of what you're cold pitching kind of changes. Instead of going for 100 businesses, you might be only just pitching to 10 and make them really, 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 really good outstanding pitches and making sure that you've had a really good look into the business and how they work to try to develop that personal pitch that really connects with them, but also just like pre-validating the fact that these guys can afford a social media manager and you're not wasting your time entirely. The biggest issue I see here with social media managers is just like the disconnect from the goal and believing that they can do that. So often people will say that they want to book high ticket clients and they go out and start cold pitching, but then when they start pitching the limiting beliefs fallen again they start to doubt themselves and they'll start pitching to businesses that maybe only have 500 followers and you're never going to book those high ticket clients unless you take the plunge and really be bold and pitch to those bigger businesses and my students are living proof that it works Again, <laughs> I have never booked a high ticket client this way. And honestly, sometimes when my students do it, I'm like, um, can you give me all the details and like send me the picture you sent? Because that's amazing. I've had clients who book like $1,500, six 12 month contracts from cold pitching. And it's just a process of being particular about who they pitch to, writing a really good pitch and connecting with that business and just being bold and pitching to the big boys, right? Pitching to the big dogs and believing that you can be up there playing with them. One thing I've been thinking about a lot in the last couple of months is I really think the, the lower bar of the minimum of what a social media manager should make has really shifted. Just like in so many industries, where, you know, the pay scale is changing, there's inflation, there's cost of living crisis, naturally salaries are shifting upwards. I think we need to remind ourselves of that naturally as freelancers as well. And I often talk to people about how I started with packages that were two or $300. And I now have to remind people that was four years ago. And salaries were very different back then. I can't remember which friend I was talking to, but we were talking about some kind of job they'd seen listed online and it was like an entry-level graduate role that was like $70,000 a year. And I was like, my entry-level grad role was $40,000 a year. And again, different industries and all that, but there's definitely a trend, you know, that, I mean, it's not even a trend. It's just like, it's just what happens in, in history, right? Salaries increase and go up and, and go up, I should say. And I think sometimes as freelancers, we forget that we are part of that train as well, which is why I feel like the new minimum for beginners is $500. And that might seem like a lot to you, but I don't think it is. Like for me, it was two, 300 when I started. I think it should be 500 for everyone now. Likewise, I used to think 1500 was the ultimate luxury high ticket package. And now I'm kind of like, eh. 
Like that's probably medium, right? Like a high ticket package is two, 3,000, maybe even 5,000. I've seen social media managers charging that much for services. It is possible. But I do have to remind myself uh, sometimes that the prices have changed. And I feel like because I need the reminder, I'm going to assume that some of you guys do too. <laughs> so to recap today's episode, my key things with booking high ticket clients is increasing your network. The classic saying, your network is your net worth. So making sure you're putting yourself out there in groups and memberships and masterminds, networking with people to increase the chances of getting those referrals because they can be super, super valuable. The second thing is obviously working on, on your own Instagram content, making sure that you are posting consistent thought leader content, bringing your opinions, bringing your expertise and advice to the Instagram page, not just regurgitating the same old boring things. And number three, looking at cold pitching as well, if you want to speed the process up and just telling you guys that it is possible to book those juicy higher ticket clients through cold pitching as well. So I'm going to call today's episode there. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Remember, as always, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, follow, rate, review, all of that good stuff. It really does help us out a lot. This month, we have had a record amount of downloads for the podcast, which makes me so happy because I have been making this for quite a while now. And I just it makes me very proud. I'm very proud of this podcast. And it's because of you guys, because of those reviews, because of those subscribes and follows that this podcast gets shared with more people and we get more of those downloads. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And with that all out of the way, I will catch you in next week's episode. Bye, guys.